All right, so check this out. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're in a car, this is in your headphones, something really cool like that. Well, I also wanted to let you know that liner notes can be in front of your eyeballs. That's right. This is also a video podcast. So if you go to herrva.com or youtube.com, just click in and type herrva or liner notes and boom, right in your eyeballs we have animations on screen that provide context to what the artist is talking about and the businesses and other artists in richmond that they mention so please check that out at herrva.com at the symbol line of notes yeah um when i got that back i was actually here oh you're here yeah when i got that track back i was here what were you doing here i'm sure we we're hanging out yeah just kicking it were we doing music yeah it was wednesday it was it was this Wednesday. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Today on Liner Notes, we're talking with one of Richmond's most consistent hip hop producers. Throughout the almost two decades that Ant the Symbol has been in Richmond rap, he's worked with so many different collaborative groups like Gritty City and even formed his own label, Vintage Youth Music. His latest EP, Ant Hasn't Heard of You Either, is a 12-track condensed banger. Join us as we talk to Ant the Symbol about his history in hip-hop production and what it's like to now kind of change paths to go towards a different genre for his new solo album. Thank you for tuning in, and let's give it up for Ant the Symbol. We're here as a duo. <laughs> yep, we're here to fuck shit up. What were you watching uh, as you were working on your, your album and your EP that's coming out before your album? What, what kind of influence were visually coming into your music before we get into the actual music itself? Well, it's, it's funny because like a lot of the movies I've been watching are from the 80s and 90s right now. And a lot of the album that's coming out next year has that like, 80s rock, 90s R&B, like all of this is mixed, like something from every decade it feels like going into this. So I feel like watching movies from different decades kind of plays a role in that. Because I just love movies, like it doesn't matter if it's more recent, if it's older, like it doesn't matter when it comes from, the influence it has on you is always going to last if it's good. Period. It seems like you're you you like what you watch visually is pretty like all over the board, which to me matches your style, man. Because I know you're a producer and you've been known as like a hip hop producer, but you pull from a lot of different places. Like, there's not necessarily an ant sound. Like some producers, you can hear a drum kit and be like, "That's this person," or some keys and be like, "That's this person." But I've listened to you for a long time, and I think that you're just a very eclectic dude. Like. What are you kind of like, how did you get to be so eclectic, really, is what I'm asking. I have no idea. Okay, good. Like, that's honestly, <laughs> that's the honest to God answer. I don't know what led me to love the music that I love. It's just if I hear something that's dope to me, I latch on to it. It influences the way that I think. Like, say for instance, first two CDs my mother ever bought for just me. Like, of course, I would listen to all of her music and stuff before this. But the first CDs that were ever bought specifically for me 
with One in a Million by Aaliyah, and Traveling Without Moving by Jamiroquai. Wow. That's some soul early on. Yeah, and then, like, these are two things that I picked. But the first two albums I bought for myself were Volume 3 by Jay-Z and Dr. Dre 2001. Well, you went a different direction, but I like it. I yeah, exactly. Both of those joints. I always just sought out different things. I didn't know exactly what it was about certain things that I loved. It's just I loved it. I loved it. And that's the kind of way that I go about listening to my, they're about making my music, not listening to it. If I feel a certain way at a certain time, I'm just kind of roll with it and whatever comes out, comes out, it's not gonna sound the same two times in a row, pretty much ever. And I feel like, I don't, you write, I don't have a sound sound, but if people hear something around that has a specific like vibe to it, mm -hmm. that's very obviously, <laughs> that's very good. obviously my ring, hey, doorbell. Man. Ding dong. <laughs> you thought it was <laughs> No. Every, everybody no, on the production yours. side went, oh it's no. Mine. <laughs> I'm so glad that wasn't my record. So, somebody just got to my house and I'm not there to open the door for them. Oh no. It is what it Leave is. Leave it I on don't... the porch. Yeah. Leave it on the porch. Uh, but yeah, man, so like, you, you, we can pick it back up wherever. But, but yeah, um, if somebody hears something that is, that I created, mm -hmm. they'll be like, oh, that sounds different, but I can tell that's him. Like, everybody generally knows my vibe. Especially people that have listened to it for as long as you have. Justin, for instance. Keisha, even. Like, y'all just know what it sounds like. And can therefore tell when I did it. What's the, uh, what's the transition been like for you? Like, going from strictly, like, hip-hop beats and working with rappers to then branching out a little bit to singers and now, you know, with your album, you're trying to do something really different, something that's objectively not hip hop, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like, what's been some of the hurdles trying to go from point A to point B on that? The hurdles are not knowing anybody really. Like, of course I knew DJ Harrison who I asked to like just kind of helped me with the album, oversee it. And a couple other people, like Kelly Strawbridge. Yeah, that's a good person but to ask. a lot of the collaborators that I've had, that I've approached, I didn't know them like that. Yeah. I knew their music and their music obviously really touched me somehow. Like I was just like, ooh, this person is doing something right now that I absolutely love. So, not only is this album a new direction for me, it's like a display of respect for all that I collaborate with. And through that respect, I saw him on like a different level than just like a collaborator. Like this is somebody that I highly respect. Like if they, end up not doing a song, it kinda, it's kind of like that anticipation up to the point of whether I get a song back or not, it's just like, okay, are they gonna do it? Are they not? 
they don't know me from the next person. Like, I'm just kind of like popping up here from hip hop into a completely different, for lack of a better term, scene than. But you, but I think you, you don't give yourself enough credit because you do come with with a bit of reputation, you know, from the hip hop scene, as you put it. And that's the thing. I think that often I get inside of my own head too much. We all do, right? Absolutely. Like as an artist, it's just you know comes with territory. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but I definitely get inside of my head too much, and I don't realize how excited these other people are to just create too. Because so many people, I've just been like, hey, um, I'd like to work with you. This is a little different for me because I'm switching lanes almost completely. Yeah. Trust my vision. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people have just been like, sure. I think, I think well, you're right. So it does go back to like, you know, how we feel about ourselves a lot, but it's like, I think we forget that other people have anxieties or, or there's somebody that you reached out to that was looking to reach out to a different genre, but was too afraid to ask, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it goes both ways. And I think sometimes like the simplest hurdle is like just asking for help or, or like putting the bat signal out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest example of that is Ali from Go Eyes. I, that was like, I'm going out on a limb. I know she does a completely different type of music than I do. But I'm gonna send her a bunch of stuff. She ended up really liking all of it and I pinpointed one specific beat that I sent her. And was like, hey, see if you can do something with this one. She sent something back the next day. That's a quick turnaround. Which is insane, like that barely ever happens. That didn't happen to me until within the past two years where somebody will just be like, boom, right back to you. And she was one of those and I heard this song and I was just like completely awe-stricken to the point where everybody that is in this kind of like inner look what I did circle. Yeah. Like I hit everybody up, sent it to them, was like, listen to this. This is amazing. I didn't know something like this would come out of this. I was honestly, scared to death that it somehow wouldn't work out, but it was the exact opposite. It worked out better than I ever could have imagined. And after that point, the the anxiety just started to turn into excitement. It was more like you you saw that you could do it once and that oh, it, yeah. you stuck the landing one time. So now it's, can you, can you do it? Yeah, I'm so happy to be on that inner circle because I've heard the song. Awesome. Um, so hopefully they'll have heard it by this point. And if not, we're going to make you sign over the rights so that we can play it underneath our conversation about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, easily. Like, even if it's just like a 30-second bit or something, I want people to hear it when they hear it, just so they understand what's going on here. But I feel like I'm gonna be sitting at a table with all this stuff at it. So I gotta switch gears at some point. Now I'm I'm sorry. I, you know maybe we should have put this out like midway through the interview. But I do got refills. We can we can we can put more on the plate for you. you see, here's the thing, man. I don't snack when I'm at home. Okay. So 
this is a rare opportunity for me to just be like, I see all this stuff and I'm just partaking it. No, and that's what it's here for. Yeah. So please do. We will be. Uh, I don't know. It's, I feel like like a snack mistress at this point. I'm with it. You can't get it at home, so you're just gonna show up here and eat snacks. Yeah. It's like we don't even like. We don't even talk. We, it's like we know we, we know we don't snack at home. Yeah. So we don't buy it. Like we don't even give ourselves the opportunity to. Cause I'm just go for it here. Hmm. I'm, not gonna, I'm not like going for it, like eat everything. I for I it. would not suggest that. Yeah. I'd be I'd be the stomachache from hell. Yeah, nah. If you do have snacks at home. What are the agreeable snacks? Are you a Cheez-It man? What are like you? Like Ritz Bits. Ritz Bits. Like, swear to God, ever since I was a kid, that's just like my go-to. Pe peanut butter Ritz Bits only, right? Or cheese? Cheese. Mm. Well, peanut butter's a good, like, I feel like switching it up occasionally and get this peanut butter ones, but mostly cheese. Are you a bigger fan of imitation cheese or real cheese? Real cheese. Which real cheese? If I had to choose just one? I'll give you two. You get to choose two cheeses. Fresh mozzarella is dope. Okay. Pepper Jack. You can use those two for a lot of things. Yep. Yeah. You got your pasta settled, pepper jack for sandwiches, cheese steaks. There's a real like specific thing that I love. I love caprese salad. Oh. And you have to have mozzarella for that. Yep. Can't substitute that shit. Hmm. I'm with that. Cheese connoisseur. Is it, is it like a word of cheese mongers in that somebody that like grows, not grows cheese, but like <laughs> cures or tames cheese? What's the, what's the, yeah, what a is the right word? A cheese connoisseur. Like a che yeah, but well, they, like, you collect, oh, so that's like a, so they like, he collects kills. So a cheese monger is somebody that like buys and sells cheese. Okay. So it is like a connoisseur, yeah, a sommelier of cheese. Okay. Yeah. Damn. All right. A cheese sommelier. Yep. That's it. <laughs> cheese sommelier. Yeah. That's it right What's there. What's the word for a jerky sommelier? That's a good question. Because I mean, I. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think we're on the precipice right now of naming an entire uh, job. We can come up with this positional name. If somebody asks you what you do for a living, you're like, "Yeah, I'm a jerk off." We'll be like, "Whoa, <laughs> why are you so hard on yourself?" You're like, nah, no, bro, I'm a jerky connoisseur. I get off on these jerky. flavors. <laughs> I don't just jerk off for a living. I know jerky often. Often. That's that's what it is. It's a it's, jerk often. I, I <laughs> that's worse. It <laughs> <laughs> got worse. We tried to pull it out. It sounds uh, like a chronic masturbator. That shit sounds terrible. Uh, That's so awful, yo. What do you do? Uh, I just I just play with meat all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't never say that shit to nobody and be saying anybody like. Yeah, you have to be very careful how you word what you do, because like there's some <laughs> jobs where you can like change. You like, you're a producer, but you can be like, oh, I make beats. Like nobody ever called a producer bat a beat off. We all go get Nobody together, all of it. us dudes. It's just a whole bunch, it's like have a beat 50 off. dudes in a room having a beat off. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and free before eight. <laughs> but they gotta get out by 10. Yeah, they gotta go. <laughs> uh, I'm Alexander and this is Garrett. I'm Garrett. We're, we're honest with smoke.
We found out we lived across the street from each other in college, and we were always cooking stuff in the backyard. Fin jerky came into play, and I had a recipe that I had messed around with. We went in, you know, that top spice, you can see it is bold. There's a lot of minced garlic, there's black pepper, there's smoked paprika, there's cayenne, there's garlic. There's all these great, great things in there that you just won't know. It's so textural and so vibrant, and then you bite into it, and it's like, boom, and it just lights you up. And not to be cliche, but we, we made our product with love. We started this because we both ate a lot of beef jerky. We'd go to the grocery store. And we still do. And we, of course we still do. Shout out Three Notch Brewing. Three Notch Brewing. Collab House and Scott's Edition, our Who Smoked All the Porter recipe that was a companion beer to the Mild Child Jerky. And we were going to try to take that and rummage that into an awesome little holiday flavor for y'all. You type in here RVA. We haven't made the promo code yet, but it will be live by the time this is. Yeah, you are in the future, and this promo code is now live. Exactly. So, so if you use promo, car, promo here code RVA, here, RVA, you will get 25% off your entire order. It brings me to life. It brings me to life. Okay. It's got a little bit of kick to it, not too much. Okay. Still smooth. Yeah. If it was a if it was a movie soundtrack, which movie soundtrack would it be? Would it be Soul? Would it be Batman? Would it be uh, Terminator Two: Judgment Day? What are we What are we talking? I think about? Soul. Soul. It's got a little bit of that like funky kind of like. Slightly off kilter, it's like of Trent Reznor. Okay. But it's jazzy. So looking at like we're talking about like the different pockets or scenes in Richmond music, and you're trying to break into some of those those pockets. You want those little bubbles to become Venn diagrams. You know what I'm saying? Where there's there's crossover. Do you feel like that's um, something that's going on a little more in the city now, or do you still feel like there's just a bunch of different pockets? Like, do you think that we should cross-pollinate? Like, what, what are your thoughts on all this, man? I think that the seeds are being planted right now. A lot of different artists from different cliques, different side of the culture, are starting to hear one another and be like, why aren't we working together? There's literally no reason that we haven't been collaborating already. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. it's, in, it's in progress right now, and it's only going to keep on getting bigger and bigger. Within the next couple of years, you're, starting, you're going to start to see the fruits of the seeds that are being planted. And I think that this scene is going to evolve into something that people haven't seen around here before. There's so many people right now starting to kind of build like infrastructure pieces to, oh, yeah. to the scene that I think, you know, I, I like what Radio B is doing at Rap Elite and stuff like this and, oh, yeah. and the different, um, the beat ciphers and all. It just, I mean, everything that's going down in all the different communities and, and on the venues too, man, right? Like the venues have different types of music, like one night to the next. Like, exactly. Like, on any given like night of the week, are you going out and checking out shows at some of these venues here in Richmond? Absolutely, like in one weekend, you could find yourself going to Half Garden for any variety of shows. The Camel, of course, is still doing it. You go to the Jungle Room to hear DJ spinning and just, you know, take in the vibes. They have DJs at Cobra Cabana too, which is a little more like 
laid back and is on a back patio and super dope. Like all of them have their different vibes because there is a space for most everybody in each of those places. It actually started with my mom. Like I went grocery shopping with her and was starting to see all of the alter all the options that are out there. I just was like, yo, like I can make all kinds of pretzels. I would come up with a bunch of cravings and then start selling them at work. Like I spent a lot of time like making sure every detail is like perfect. I just knew whatever was gonna come out was gonna be real because like I sort of I, I live and breathe this like handling creations. It was really important for us to be able to provide something for our vegan community, gluten-free community, our sugar-free community. The pretzels are like pretzel ladies. The cake pops are lady cakes. So just kind of trying to pour into that feminine energy and that you know I can have kids and still own my own business. Like I can do it all. Um, before we get out of here, I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about your Days of Distance project last year. So it was a project that you wanted to start doing a single every week, and it was created during that time. Most of them, there was a couple that had been created just before the whole like lockdown period. Um, where did that idea kind of come from? How did you reach out to people? Like, what was that process like, bro? When I realized that we were all fucked. We are inside for a minute. Yeah, it's like, have fun. Y'all bastards ain't going nowhere. I was just like, hey, I got a whole bunch of beats that I'm making. Y'all probably got home studios. Let's work. So eventually I got a whole, like enough people that were just like, I have a home studio, let's do this. I had enough people that wanted involvement to the point where I'm sending out beats and I got enough songs in place where I could release one every single week for the rest of the summer. So I did that. A lot of people like took to it. I got a whole bunch more people knowing who I was. And I got to just, you know, work with people I hadn't worked with before. So in every way possible, it made the pandemic more fruitful. Like we all could have just, you know, sat on our asses and, you know, looked doom in the face, but we didn't. We worked, we got through it. And then we came out with this new body of work, ready to do shows and whatnot. Yeah, no, I, I, what I enjoyed about it was like, I was getting to see or hear different people's perspectives about this moment. Cause it, you know, there's a lot going on. There's oh, yeah. a lot of reasons that summer was, was tense and, and, and all that. So yeah, like, I was just about to say, and then like right after the, like two months after the pandemic started, the riots started, George yeah. Floyd happened. So it was you like, got a lot of ammunition to use as you sit, sit at home, worried about health, staring at whatever news outlet it is that you're staring at. Like, not only was it a dope artistic project, it gave people an outlet.
can you talk about the one joint that you played for me? Which joint? That who's that dude? That like R and B joint. Oh, oh the Rob Milton. Milton. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the Rob Milton one. Um, I he actually did a hook on. Holyfield with Chance Fisher, um, No Sleep. And that was such a dope song. And I was like, you know what? I want him, I just want him on a song. And I think that it would be real dope for him to just do something like laid back R&B. Cause so, the track you sent him is like, it's basic, I mean, it's, it's a drum track, but it's very subtle drums. There's not much sitting on top of it. Like you really kind of, oh, yeah. you laid a very bare canvas for him to like do his thing over top of, which I thought was dope. Which is not always the sound that you go with either. Yeah, I like it was something that I, as a lot of this album is something that I wanted to feel more intimate. Right as soon as I decided I wanted to get him on an album, the insecure placement happened. I was like. Fuck, this is gonna be difficult now. <laughs> now that he's been on HBO. Yeah, I was like, this dude's on HBO now. But it was one of those things, when, another one of those situations where I just get out of my own head and just like, all you gotta do is ask. And I asked him, he was like, bet, yeah. And then he sent the track back and. Yeah, that's a heater, yo. Uh, yeah. That's a heater. Um, yeah, and then you're definitely working with Annalise. Yeah, um, when I got that back, I was actually here. Oh, you're here? Yeah, when I got that track back, I was here. What were you doing here? I'm sure we we're hanging out. Yeah, just kicking it. Were we doing music? Yeah, it was Wednesday. It was, it was this Wednesday. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah, it was this past week. Okay, yeah, you're right. It was like three days ago. I was okay. like, oh, I got this track back. Sorry, I thought that Annalise would have come back a while back. No, that one just came. No, that one did. Yeah, the, this one had just come oh, back. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You just so happen to be like, well, I happen to be in the right place in the right time for you. To hear because it. you live here, this is always going to be the this right is, time. This is normally where I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's your is, house, mm -hmm. so I can't say that you were in the right place at the right time. No, it's always the right place. Yeah, so. Just the timeline. So up. there's that. Yeah. I just so happen to be here when I got it back, so you got to hear it too. Yeah. And. I do remember this, I promise. I, yeah, I, I know. That was the point working on this album where I said, this is going to be a different monster. Yeah. I couldn't get more excited for it because I'm getting to hear a different side of myself that I knew was there. So of course everybody else is too because if you would ask me, I can't say six years ago because six years ago is when I started working on the project. Okay. You asked me seven years ago. That's good. I wouldn't cool. have been able to tell you that this would be coming from me. Like, it would have been a dream that I had, but actually making it happen yeah, was... How to make it happen. It's a whole bigger thing, as everybody probably knows. Sure. Put but now place. seeing it come into place is so dope. And I think I have more faith in myself than ever, which I think is something that I needed. It's a damn shame that I'm damn near in my mid-30s getting this phase. Like, I couldn't have had this 
phase when I was in my mid-20s, but... I mean, we're here now. Yeah, and hey, mid-30s is still young. You still popping? I still got a lot of time to do whatever I want from here on out. And you know what's good? This dope music never goes out of style. Exactly. Okay, now speaking of dope music and nostalgia, so uh, Anthem Symbol also did the Liner Notes theme song. So first off, thank you for that, my dude. No problem. Uh, you definitely, it's, they've already heard it before this interview. It's come on, you know, the whole editing process, the interviews play. We're going to play it here in a couple of minutes as we go out. But um, yeah, man, I know that I gave you very vague directions on it. I was like kind of want it to be a beat. I kind of want it to be energetic, but a little bit dusty. But you know, and, and you took that and, and created a really dope theme song. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's just like, it comes from listening to too many damn podcasts. <laughs> it all paid off, man. Yeah, it really did. It all paid off. Like I just sit, like I sit at work sometimes, like you do anything like, do you think about anything else than just listening to podcasts eight hours a day? Not really. Like when I'm at work, it's like autopilot, except for what I'm listening to. Like I'm taking that in. But yeah, it did pay off in a way that I should have known it could have paid off in, but never really thought about. Never put it in. Yeah. Now, now in six years, you're not going to be working on an album. You'll be doing your your podcast jingle. Um, <laughs> you got your empire of pi podcast jingles. Hey, bro. I'm with it, man. You're the number one podcast producer. I'll still be working on an album. Word Don't worry up. about that. Word up. Um, producing producing one for somebody else on my own, whatever it may be. I'll be working on something. You're working on Flo's album. I'm about to work on this Red Velvet Cake Pop, though. Oh, that's just I'm fire. I'm staring yo. at that thing for a minute. Yo. Get ready for some ASMR. Yeah, you get some of those looks at the end. So good. Actually, let me, let me oh, yeah, bring, yeah, bring that over. Oh, for me. damn. So, what your ears, Handy Woman. Handy yeah. Woman Creation Sweet yeah. Shop. She gave you a whole box of treats, bro, to take home. Oh, bad. Got some jerky yeah. in that jank. Yeah. You get to hear RVA mug in that jank. See, I said it again. That's just your, that's just your slogan now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that cake pop hits, right? It really does. Yeah. It's hard It's hard to sit this close to them and not touch them. I'll say that. I bet, man. I just want to be like... Yeah, I've just been like eyeballing it. He like knew which one was red thing. velvet too, which is funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's definitely covered in chocolate. Right. So... <laughs> Puts a little... Uh, yeah, I guess it... Yeah. All right. I'm like, yo. I take that back. I was like, I see you. Man, there was, a, there was a cookies and cream one, but my son yanked that joint quick. He was like, uh, that's got Oreos on it? I'll take that. Smart kid. Yeah. My fiance gonna be mad as hell at me for bringing this stuff home. She's gonna be happy as hell at the same time. <laughs> Just don't tell her, sneak it into the fridge, you know what I'm saying? And then take it to work. My house too damn small. Oh. I ain't gonna even get these past her. She'd be like, what's that? <laughs> I'll be like, nothing, it's just a box. Which is more suspicious. It's a box in a bag, don't worry about it. <laughs> just wanted to say thank you so much for watching today's episode with Antha Symbol. We definitely couldn't have done it without the help of so many people. Videographers, audio engineers, editors, graphic designers, all these kinds of people.
We wanted to say thank you to our community partners, Honestly Smoked Jerky and Handy Woman Creations for coming through. Just as a reminder, if you've made it this far in the podcast, you should check out hererva.com. On all social medias, we are at hererva. Follow us. Tell us about some Richmond music that you love. Have we put you on to any music? Because I like hearing about that too. Let us know. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please like and subscribe, maybe even leave a... If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. That would really help us out because we'd like to grow and reach more people that like Richmond music just like yourself. So word of mouth is the best way. So word that mouth on a keyboard. <laughs>